You are listening to episode 16 of Steamy Stories. We are reading Tokyo Talent, a erotic novel by yours truly, Jen Waki. Before we dive into it, I do want to mention something else I'm doing that might be of interest to some of you listening. Um, go on over to my site, jenwaki.com, and sign up as I am doing a new experiment, which is going to lead into a new course that I'm offering, which will launch uh, probably early April. And it's going to be completely free, but spots will be limited so that I could give everybody proper attention. And the experiment that I'm doing is to see if I can teach my body to respond to new and different sexual stimuli, which will lead into a course on masturbation, which I know sounds weird for some of you listening. Why do I need a course on masturbation? Well... I get a lot of questions about it and our education leaves a lot to be desired. We're not even taught about pleasure with during partnered sex, let alone how our solo habits might impact our partnered sex life. So it's going to cover all kinds of information and ideas to help you improve your partnered sex life by um, playing and experimenting with your sexuality. solo. so check that out. I just wanted to let everybody know. We're going to dive right into Tokyo Talent, and uh, I think this is, might be a boring story plot chapter, so there might not be a ton of sex in it, so no promises. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Chapter 20. Gabrielle, Shin, and Kenta were sitting around the island at Gabrielle and Shun's the next day. Kenta was leading the conversation, which was exactly how Gabrielle wanted it. So to recap thus far, Shen, you're going to let Gabrielle and me double top you. So far, you're okay with us restraining you with rope, cuffs, and Velcro. You're okay with seeing what it's like to receive some pain, but you don't think you can take a lot and don't know what it feels like, so you need us to be extra comfortable with that. Blindfolding is okay. Gagging? Absolutely not. You're okay if your bruise are cut, although we're not going to do that on purpose. Is that all correct? Shen nodded. Yes. Kenta looked at Gabrielle. Anything unclear in that for you? No, I think that's all straightforward. So, Kenta continued, we need to clarify who you're okay having contact with. Right, Shin said. Uh, Gabrielle, of course. Anything she wants? Well, yeah. Are you sure you're okay with her tying you up, inflicting pain, being pegged, forcing you to fuck her, forcing you to go down on her? Putting a toy or something in your mouth? Uh, no. Not all of that. So be specific, Kenta said. No pegging. Nothing in my ass at all, ever. He looked at Gabrielle and Kenta. I don't think I want Gabrielle to inflict any pain. Okay, Gabrielle and Kenta said at the same time. It's just, well, that Gabrielle and I... He was cut off by Kenta holding up his hand and Gabrielle shushing. You do not need to explain your limits, ever. You told us what you don't want, and that's enough, Gabrielle explained. Okay, good, because I'm not even sure I know why, Shun said. What about her forcing you to go down on her? Is that okay? Fuck yeah, Shun said. Kenta and Gabrielle exchanged a glass and chuckled. Make sure you put that on the definitely do list, Kenta said. Oh yeah, he clearly wants that, Gabrielle shot Shun a wicked glance. What about me, Kenta asked. You can go down on Gabrielle, too, if you want, Shun shrugged. That's not what I meant, Kenta said. What about me? What contact are you okay with you and I having? 
Gabrielle watched them both intently, looking for any nuance or expression or tone of voice. Well, Shen said slowly, I think I'm okay with you touching me. With my hands? My mouth? Shen paused again to think. Well, yes, I think so. I think I'd be okay with that. What about if I, or Gabrielle, wants you to touch me? Give me a hand job or a blow job? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I could see myself being okay with it, but I don't really know. I guess if you guys think it seems okay in the moment, I'll be okay with it. That is a huge ask. Huge. Think of all the responsibility that puts on us, Kenta said, asking us to make decisions for you. The three of them looked at, at each other. Kenta continued, in the gallery, you and Gabrielle had a rather big miscommunication, and you love and know each other well, know each other's limits, never want to hurt each other. You're telling us that you're comfortable with us making that decision for you when you and I have never had contact before? Silence again. I hear what you're saying, but yeah, I kind of am saying that. I think both of you can read me. I trust you both. So if Kenta thinks you're cool with having his dick in your mouth, you'll go with it? Gabrielle asked. Electricity arched through the air again. Oh, that's such a terrible line. Shun shrugged helplessly. I don't know. I really don't know. Do I have to know right now? I can see myself being angry with that happening. I can also see myself being in a situation where that seems natural and fine and I would want that to happen. I don't know. Oh. I don't know how this will go. I can't speak to every possible situation before it happens. Kenta and Gabrielle exchanged a glance. You might be ready, Gabrielle said. You might be right, Kenta replied. You guys are assholes. I'm hungry. Somebody make some dinner soon and stop muttering and analyzing me. Kenta laughed. I'll cook. We all know how Gabrielle is terrible in the kitchen. She is, Shin said. Have you ever eaten anything that she's cooked that was good, Kenta countered. I don't think I've eaten anything that she's cooked other than toast. He looked at Gabrielle. Have I actually done all the cooking? Does coffee, toast, and opening wine count as cooking, she asked. No. How did I not notice that you never cooked, he asked. She shrugged. Dunno, you always just did it. You really are the bitch, aren't you? Kenta laughed. I'll cook. I'll pour. Gabrielle grabbed a corkscrew. It's my specialty. I'll sit here and be served, Shun said. Like a good little bitch, Kenta smirked and smacked Shun as he moved toward the fridge. Shun sat in his dressing room, idly flipping through a script he'd already memorized. Since their talk, he'd been in a bit of a haze. His thoughts often wandered to Kenta as Kenta and Gabrielle and his upcoming debut at the bottom. They hadn't set a date yet. Contact with Kenta. He wasn't sure about that. He definitely wasn't turned off by it. But he'd never been attracted to men either. He'd been in plenty of sexual situations with Kenta, but it had always been for the benefit of the woman they'd been with. Any of the contact between the two of them had been incidental and unintentional. This would be different. Direct, purposeful contact with Kenta. But ultimately, it would still be for a woman. Not just any woman, though. Gabrielle. It would become a permanent fixture in his mind. Everything he said and did ran... needs a proper fucking editor who'd become a permanent fixture in his mind. Everything he said and 
everything he said and did, I can't read either. Sorry, guys. Everything he said and did ran through Gabrielle's. Makes no sense. Everything he said and did, he thought of Gabrielle, considering what she'd think and do and react. He knew she would really enjoy this session and that she wanted him to enjoy it too. He just had to figure out how Kenta would play into that and what he wanted. A knock on the door interrupted his reverie. It was the third assistant director, but calling him to Maury's office instead of set, which was a bit unusual. What was going on? Was it about the ratings for his most recent TV drama? Was there a new project being offered to him? As he approached Maury's office, the assistant shot Shen a nervous look. Clearly, this was not going to be a good meeting. Go right in, she instructed. He's waiting for you. The door barely shut behind Shen before Maury, face red and fists clenched, flung a tabloid newspaper at him. With dread, Shen wondered what had Maury so upset. He'd been squeaky clean. Since the kiss outside Gabrielle's apartment months ago, he'd been extra careful. What the hell was this about? Page two. Shen picked up the paper and opened it. His stomach clenched and he sank into the chair, legs weak. He avoided Maury's gaze. Explain yourself, Maury said. Well, I think it's pretty clear. Gabrielle and I had sex in an art gallery. The photo was unfortunately clear, catching both his face and Gabrielle's. The sculpture was clear, too. Read it. Shin obeyed. The article was worse than the picture. The author found out about Shin's involvement in the gallery and also identified the valuable sculpture. The article brutally called Shin out for his callous disregard for his fans by having sex in public, abusive sex, and for endangering a priceless piece of art. He looked up at Mori. Obviously, I wasn't aware that anyone was around or could see into the gallery after I turned the main lights off. You weren't aware, Mori bellowed? You turned the lights off? You're one of the most famous men in Japan. You do not have the luxury of not being aware. Having sex in public and like that? I didn't know you could be so catastrophically stupid. The sex was not abusive. I wasn't doing anything Gabrielle was not into. Shin felt confident saying this. He and Gabrielle had hashed out the gallery incident, and he knew for certain that she was absolutely into the sex, just not the perceived danger of breaking the sculpture. I don't care. She's into dog fucking. You were caught on camera. It looks like you're raping her. And with a priceless piece of Japanese art at risk of being broken because you're acting like a horny teenager, the public is going to eat you alive. That was a replica, Shun said, managing to hold his temper in check. He didn't think he'd done anything wrong at all. The standards he was held to were unbelievably strict. I'd never risk a piece of art. The fake was put on the buffet table, for Christ's sake. Ryo had a guard on the real one the whole night and locked it up in the safe himself before he left. That fucking tabloid hack had investigated properly. Anyone could have told him that. That's another thing. Maury's bellowing anger was replaced by a quiet fury. You know you are not permitted to engage in any other professional activity without express permission permission of this agency. How dare you disobey that? Shen stared at him in disbelief. It's not entertainment related. I kept my name out of it. I just used my money to finance this gallery and showcase emerging Japanese talent. I don't care. It's not allowed. I can't even tell you how many rules you've broken. You are suspended from all solo projects until further notice. The only thing you are allowed to give your time and energy to is virus. 
The other four will have to step up their game and their commitments to take the public scrutiny off of you. Suspended from solo projects for having interest in a life outside of this agency? That is too harsh. I'm about to start shooting a new movie. And worse, it was a movie Shin lobbied hard to be able to do. A dark dramatic role instead of the usual romantic leads he got. Look, just let me hold a press conference. I can clear most of this up if I can just explain things. The public and the media have always liked me. We can just spin this as a careless mistake caught up in the throes of new love. The public loves that kind of thing. Absolutely not. You will not speak to anyone about this. You will take your punishment like an adult. Now get out of my office. I need a PR in here, PR team in here to find a way to take the spotlight off of you and highlight all the positive things about virus. We might have to pull up the debut album. We might have to pull up Virus's next album release. And Toma has a new movie out. We'll have to promote promote that vor- <laughs> vociferously. And Akihiro has been volunteering with the homeless. He paused to glare at Shun. You could take a page from his book. Get in the media for something positive instead of who you're fucking. Shun stared at Mormon for a moment, confused, angry, and shocked. He managed to stay out of the tabloids, managed to keep his name out of the gallery, poured considerable time and energy into fostering upcoming Japanese talent. He'd taken on numerous extra work projects, too, trying to develop and hone his skills. And instead of being congratulated for taking the initiative, he was being punished, pushed to the side where they highlighted the positive aspects of everyone else in virus. The thought of virus and the guys suffering and taking on extra work for this made him ill. Without thinking, he blurted, Kenta. Mori shot Shun a scathing gaze. Yes, it's a sad day when Kenta's reputation is better than yours. No, I mean, if you want to take the spotlight off my scandal and get people talking about virus positively, you should have Kenta sing. Let the public hear Kenta sing. Mori rolled his eyes. To what end? Kenta is great on stage, yes, but as a singer, he's highly mediocre. We need to positively shock the public. That's what I mean. Kenta is actually an amazing singer. Maury's anger bubbled to the surface again. I don't have time to listen to your bullshit. Your attempt to take the heat off yourself is pathetic. Everyone knows Kenta's good as ma- everyone knows Kenta's good at making the girls swoon and not much else. Kenta's rage Shun's rage and frustration boiled over. He was tired of being told that as individuals, Kenta's virus... Oh my god, you guys, I need more coffee. Shun's rage and frustration boiled over. He was tired of being told that as individuals, Virus's members were mediocre. They were not mediocre, Kenta least of all. No, you're wrong. Kenta's been hiding his talent, and we've all been letting him because it lines our pockets. He's one of the best singers I've ever heard. That's absurd. It's true. I don't believe you. Fine, don't believe me. You just prove that you don't give two shits about anything other than money and image. That's fine. But don't try to pretend anymore that this agency is about talent and skill when you clearly aren't interested in the two true talent you already have. Shun said what he knew many people thought about motivations. He hoped the truth hurt. How good is he? Mori asked. The best I've heard, Shun said. Really? The best you've ever heard? Yes. And how long have you known about Kenta's talent? I just recently found out Shun was evasive. How? I happen to overhear him. Okay, fine. Let's play a little game then. We'll get Kenta in here. If you're being honest and he's as good as you say, I'll let you hold your press conference. If he's not, you deal with the situation by breaking up with Gabrielle. 
there was a shocked silence. Then Shin began to sputter at the outrageous deal. I knew it. This isn't worth my time. With a wave of his hand, he dismissed Shun. Agreed. The word was out of Shun's mouth before he could stop it. Maury perked up. He picked up the phone. Get Kenta in here right now, he said. Shun wanted to vomit. Did he just gamble his future with Gabrielle? He opened his mouth to speak, to stop this train wreck, but Maury held up his hand for silence. We will wait. Maury got up and poured Shun a generous glass of whiskey. He downed it in one shot. Maury poured him another, and one for himself, too. The minutes passed in silence. Without warning, the door banged open and Kenta strode into the room. Upon seeing Shun, he stopped, looked from Maury to Shun and back again, his face confused and wary. What's up? he asked. Sing, Maury commanded. Kenta shrugged and broke into Virus's most recent studio hit, singing for all he's worth like an average pop star. Wait, Maury interrupted. I've heard this before. Sing like Shun says you can sing. Kenta slowly turned to Shun. What is he talking about? Shun sat with his head in his hands, shaking. Putting the horrible gamble he'd made with his relationship with Gabrielle into words made it real. Would make it real. What is this about? Kenta's gaze darted from Shun to Mori, then back to Shun. Please, just do it, Shun whispered. So Kenta sang. He let his voice soar, poured his heart and soul into it. Mori listened intently, then raised his hand abruptly for Kenta to stop. He looked at Shun. It seems you're not a liar. So I assume I can schedule my press conference today, get this all dealt with, Shun asked. Why do you need a press conference, Kenta asked. When no one answered, he snatched up the tabloid that had fallen to the ground at Shun's feet. He flipped through it, then stopped cold. This again? Kenta said to Shun. Kenta, I'm sorry. Some asshole paparazzi took that photo. Mori wanted something positive about, about virus that he could put out there to deflect some of the bad attention we're going to get because of this. My brain just instantly went to your singing. You don't think maybe you should have consulted with me? That gallery incident hasn't caused enough grief that you decide to drag me into it again so you can take the heat off of you? And to take something so private as when you made me sing for you and make it public without my permission is the worst breach of trust. Shun was on his feet, too, his frustration and rage at the situation making him more aggressive than usual. Maury ambushed me with this. I tried to explain to him that everything was blown out of proportion, that I didn't hurt Gabrielle, I didn't risk the sculpture, and that if I could be allowed to explain to the media, I could head this all off, and then it wouldn't affect virus. He refused, forbade me to speak to the media, and said I had to abandon all my solo projects, and that he needed the rest of the guys to step up their positive images to take the heat off me. Without thinking, I blurted out your name. Tell me about this press conference. Maury agreed that if you sang as good as I said, he'd let me have a pre press conference so I could explain. Shun left out the part about Gabrielle and prayed that Maury would keep his mouth shut about it. Kenta spun to Maury. That's low, even for you, he said. With Kenta's back to him, Shun shot Maury a pleading look and placed his finger over his lips. My job is to think of virus in this agency. I wish to God I didn't have to think about the three of you and whatever the hell it is you're doing. For, so for someone not even in my agency, Gabrielle sure gets a lot of my energy. He glared at Shun and Kenta. All right, well, Shun's done an admirable job of being the worst pain in my ass this week, but the good that's come out of this is knowing you can sing, Kenta. 
But if I sing like that, I don't fit with virus, Kenta said. No, you don't at all, Maury agreed. That's why you are going to record a solo album this week. I know we have a bunch of finished songs we haven't allotted, allotted to anyone yet. We'll pull the best ones and have you record tomorrow. Your involvement with virus stays exactly as it is. Shun, I strongly suggest you don't fuck up your press conference. Kenta and Shun both nodded. You're dismissed. Maury shuffled papers on his desk. Get out of my sight. Sir, about my involvement in the gallery, I said dismissed. Maury glared at them. Kenta and Shun left Maury's office. While Shun breathed a prayer of thanks that Maury kept quiet about Gabrielle, he felt like shit when Kenta walked away from him without a word, without even a backward glance. And we are going to stop it there. I think there's more sex next week. So make sure you tune in for more Tokyo talent with lots of hot, dirty sex to get you going. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you next time.